You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Tracy Murda with the Future Tech Podcast. Today, I am very excited. I have a special guest, Chris J. Davis, CTO of Filmio. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you giving us some of your time. No problem. I uh, appreciate you inviting me on. So let's talk a little bit first on, for our listeners who aren't familiar Basically, what I get is Filmio is a, a decentralized ecosystem or space that sort of facilitates the creation, the funding, and the distribution of film, TV, and VR projects, correct? That is correct. Okay. Well, I'm curious to know, because it is, you know, such a, an interesting and sort of fascinating arena you're in, tell me a little bit, Chris, about your background in, in the company and sort of your teammates and how you all got started in this space. Uh, sure. I would love to do that. Uh, just starting off with myself, um, I'm a classically trained artist and um, did stage acting and some independent film when I was younger and kind of went in that direction to try to do film and TV as a career and ran into a number of issues, especially at the time that I was doing this, which was the mid-90s. Uh, it really wasn't... You had to, you had to fit a certain mold, uh, shall we say. And uh, I just had a really bad experience with it, which you find is a common theme with people when you get into this industry, that there are a number of people who have had these moments with this industry that uh, were very negative and not really based on talent or any of that stuff, but uh, cookie cutter kind of ideas. And um, so I kind of moved off from that and went into development. funneling my creativity into creating things because I like to make things. And it came full circle three years ago when I found out about this fledgling idea that uh, would become Filmio of taking technology, which I love and I'm become very good at, and applying it to the problem that I myself had uh, in my past and trying to create other avenues for talented filmmakers and uh, actors and uh, other creatives in this industry to be able to explore these ideas and and have a, a pathway, if you will, uh, to success that they never had before, uh, and then using something like the blockchain uh, to bolster that so that we can ensure fairness and transparency where uh, we have today a, a sector of the market that is very much obfuscated and hard to understand. And being able to bring that to the table was incredibly exciting and why I signed on in the first place. 
So do most of the your supporting mm-hmm. team members, do they also have similar backgrounds in terms of are they creators? Are they, you know, kindly kind of of that type, if you will? There's the creative type and yeah, then there's we, the others like the rest of us. <laughs> sure, sure. And I, I think everyone's creative in some way. Like everyone, there's that old adage that everyone has a great American novel in them at least one. And I think that everyone has a story. They have, everyone has one, at least one good story that they want to tell and that's kind of the idea here is that if you have that good story and you work hard enough and you use the tools we're building, you, you have a better chance of telling that story. So uh, as for the rest of the team, it's really split. It's really split uh, half and half with creatives and technologists who have deep experience in telecommunications and um, building massive infrastructure uh, to deliver content. Well, let's talk a little bit Sorry. more about Filmio. No, that's great. Um, I want to know where the idea further a little bit more about where the idea really came mm-hmm. from to, you know, dive headfirst into this. Sure. That in, in uh, to our executive chairman, uh, Brian Hertz, uh, has a number of friends who are creators who are either veterans of the space and have left to go into academia. Like um, one of our co-founders is um, the man behind 52577 and did a lot of uh, Hollywood type films um, when his younger days and is now working in academia. And he started hearing these stories from these people about the frustrations they were running into with um, traversing the Hollywood system, if you will. And it just occurred to him that with what we know about technology and how we've seen technology disrupt these older markets and create new avenues for, you know, commerce and income as well as creation that this is a another one of those places that's ripe for disruption and he knew the people to get it done and so he kind of started talking to the rest of us and we came together to form this idea of how we could use technology to level the playing field and and really bring change to the industry in a positive way so what is it that Domeo is solving um, a, a number of things. We, we look at Filmio uh, as a creative incubator, a market validator, and a distribution launchpad. Those are kind of our three, the, the three legs of our stool, if you will. And taking each one of them, the, the creative incubator, being able to take creators, either seasoned creators or people who are just entering that phase of their life, and bringing them into contact with fans and people who might want to get into financing films giving them a place where they can interact and build a community around each other uh, is very important and not something that exists today. So um, that is like the, the first leg of that stool. We use that community that we're building of fans and creators and makers, as we call them, people who run cameras and do uh, audio and things like that, as well as investors. That community then becomes a market validator. It allows for in, in the first time, that we've seen in a transparent and fair way to allow a idea to be vetted by the crowd before money has been spent on it. Most uh, today, when you look at um, market research and things like that, it's after a project has been created. They, they, they do focus groups and they sit down and watch the movie and they tell them if the movie works or not. But in our system, go ahead. That's fine. Um, in our system, the fans uh, get in at the beginning, so you could put your your uh, log line even just up there. But more than likely, you will have a lookbook, and you'll have maybe a trailer, or a sizzle reel, and you'll have 
a script or a treatment and you get to have people start giving you feedback on it at the beginning and then going with you through the whole process. So you go from that initial moment to you have funding and then you continue with that community that's built around your idea through funding, through production, through post-production, getting feedback the whole way until you hit the third leg of our stool, the distribution launch pad. So you now have a finished product and you have a built-in audience because they've been with you the whole way and they're they're uh, an energized and actualized audience because they've been with you the whole way. They're, they're, they're invested in the success of this project because they've been with you as you've been, you know, birthing it, this, this trial and error that you've been going through. And that's something that doesn't exist today. And that's what we're excited about bringing to the market is being able to go from beginning to end uh, with this community around you and really just use that as you're launching off that. And, um, you know, if you can't, if, if for whatever reason your project doesn't land at one of the, the big, like Netflix or Hulu, or you get a distribution deal from a, a distributor, we have our own service that you can then use to distribute your film uh, digitally through a distributed uh, blockchain-based streaming service, which is Filmio Now, which is also exciting when you think about it's a fully integrated ecosystem, because if you have been following this project through its, all, its, its entire life cycle, when it's ready to be viewed, you know immediately because you're attached to the project and you go with it from each phase of its life. And it makes it very easy to be able to watch the film. And then when the next project from this creator happens, you're already kind of locked in. So so why hasn't this been done before? Is it a question of the technology wasn't there? Is it a question of the, the studios and directors and such? They didn't want that kind of feedback and just kind of wanted to, you know, keep piling out these cookie cutter movies. I mean, what do you think is the reason that, you know, this kind of thing hasn't been around in some form or fashion before, or has it? Sure. I mean, you, you've, to answer your last question first, there have been a number of attempts at something like this. And you've had, I mean, you can, you could consider Kickstarter, for instance, or Indiegogo, uh, a part of this. They, they allow you to raise money to produce content and have, have a community come up around it, but it's more about funding and not about for instance, validation. So, and then there's no distribution at the end. You're still left to your own devices after that. I, I think we haven't seen anything like this before for a number of reasons. It's uh, market conditions. There are so many places uh, clamoring for content today that we've never had before. You have places like Netflix and Hulu and, you know, Disney is starting their streaming service and uh, DC has a streaming service and CBS has a streaming service. And that's kind of the future. And all of these services are going to need content that, that they're going to they're live or die on their content. And there's only so much they can create in-house. So you're seeing a market happen before your eyes, really, that is driving this need for content. I mean, Apple is snapping up original content left and right for something they're going to do this year or next. So you have so many options if you could just get your project made. And so that's driving a lot of interest in finding ways to automate or simplify the process of filmmaking so that we can serve this great voracious need that's uh, happened over the last three years. Uh, technology itself has come to a level and a place where it's evolved enough and powerful enough and broadband uh, in people's homes has penetrated fast enough that there's enough people in America, for instance, that has fast enough internet to really stream high quality uh, movies and TV shows for the first time. So. It's just this this whole 
uh, perfect storm that's coming together. And we feel like we've over the last three years have been riding the crest of that and are ready to kind of go big right at the, the opportune moment. Okay, so walk me through the life cycle of a, a product or excuse me, a project. Like give me an example of, you know, something from its inception to making it all the way through to actually being made. If you kind of know that's probably a huge. What if you could learn about the ketogenic diet and metabolic therapy from the world's top scientists, physicians, and influencers? In a four-day experience co-hosted by Dr. Dominic D'Agostino, who's been on the Tim Ferriss podcast in Los Angeles, California, January 31st to February 3rd, 2019. If you want to hear about the latest scientific evidence on nutrition and metabolism and its potential to treat disease, increase longevity, improve athletic performance, and yes, help with weight loss, Metabolic Health Summit is for you. Some of the speakers include Dominic D'Agostino, PhD, Mark Sisson, Suzanne Ryan of Keto Karma, Thomas Seyfried, uh, who studies metabolism and cancer, Aubrey Marcus, Georgia Ede, MD, Matt and Mega of Keto Connect, and many, many more speakers. At this conference, we're going to dive into the research and learn how to apply it during real-world applications with four days of presentations. There'll be nightly receptions with keto-friendly drinks and appetizers. There'll be a scientific poster session that includes the latest research on ketosis, human optimization, and more. And there'll be new innovative products at the Metabolic Health Summit Keto Expo. You'll get to network with some of the world's most brilliant minds at the Metabolic Health Summit VIP Mixer and Gala Dinner. For physicians, this activity is jointly provided by Cedars-Sinai Medical Center and the Metabolic Health Initiative. Cedar sinai is accredited by ACCME to provide continu continuing medical education for physicians. Earn up to 21 and a half AMA PRA Category 1 credits by attending. If you're a registered dietitian, this event has received prior approval by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics for 18 CPEs. Visit MetabolicHealthSummit.com or click on the banner and get your tickets before they're gone because it's coming soon. Remember, it's in Los Angeles, California, January 31st to February 3rd, 2019. We are only weeks away. This is a must-not-miss seminar. Huge question and answer, but um, <laughs> if you can kind of just summarize it, you know, for yeah. for myself and the listeners, just give us an idea of what goes into it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I can definitely do that. So if you go, we'll, we'll take a, a movie because it's kind of the easiest uh, of these because it's a singular thing. So I have an idea for a movie and... I, I have a treatment, which is maybe a four or five page kind of description of the movie and its high points and the beats that happen. Not a script, but something descriptive. And uh, I have a friend who is a graphic designer and they help me put a lookbook together, which is just a, a PDF kind of giving high points and in, in, in an attractive visual way that goes along with that treatment. I come to Filmio, I create an account and uh, tell the, the system that I'm a creator and I can create a project. And that allows me to, in some sense, kind of, you can think of it like a, um, a page on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn or somewhere like that. It's a, a place for this project to live and it will have a place for updates. It has a place for me to attach any crew or actors that I have been able to, to attach to it. It has a place for me to upload these things like a sizzle reel or a trailer if it's on YouTube and link that in, add posters if I have them, all of these things, create a, a package, if you will, of what this is, and then uh, we have tools in it. To, uh, <clears throat> then we have tools that allow you to 
share that to your social graphs. So Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, wherever you authenticate to, so that you can start building a community and start inviting people to come in and rate and evaluate your project. And a rating system is a simple zero to, to five stars with a comment, kind of like you would have on Amazon. It's rating it from a general perspective. But once you do that, you unlock the ability to give it an in-depth evaluation, which has, depending on the project and how you're doing it, maybe 10 or 20 different areas that you can really go into depth on, like the uh, if there's a lookbook of, of costumes, then you can look through and go, okay, I like the, the direction they're going in the costumes. I'll give that an 8 out of 10. The, the story is awesome. It's a 10 out of 10. The uh, director attached, I'm not really excited about that because the last movie didn't do well. I'm going to give that a 3 out of 10. You can go through all of these different things and uh, evaluate the project. And that data becomes very valuable to a filmmaker because they can then start to see if they're getting low ratings and scores. Uh, then they can start adjusting and reacting to that early as opposed to late. Three or four months go by and I have an amazing project. So it scored really highly uh, on both of those, the evaluations and the scores. Thousands of people have shared it on Twitter and Facebook. And I now have a community of people attached to this project, either by voting, commenting, sharing. That's about 50,000. Let's just go with that. At that point, um, all of that data that's been generated, the votes, the evaluations, the sharing, the commenting, all of those things are uh, combined into something we're calling the GO score. And it's a uh, first of its kind validation metric. And it's based on a artificial intelligent uh, algorithm that evolves with the platform itself uh, and produces a score that we feel will reflect whether or not uh, this idea, this concept is high quality or not. And when you hit a certain threshold with your Go score, you are then promoted to our green light showcase is what we're calling it. And that is a place for token holders because we have a tokenized economy to be able to kind of vote with their token in some sense. They're not burning it or anything. They're not spending it, but uh, every token they hold gives them one vote, for instance. They can then take that voting power they have and vote in the green light showcase um, whether or not this project should get funding. Uh, we Asomio will have our own film fund that we will invest in ourselves, but uh, we also have a protocol that's being developed that allows other, you know, studios or uh, funds to come in and be part of that showcase so that if 10 films go in and three of them get voted by the token holders through, those three films are then in front of these people who have money that can then say, okay, there's a massive audience around it. There's a, a thriving community. People love this. The filmmaker's done a ton of work. She's put in the time and, and effort, and it's worth me investing in. And then you begin the investment phase, which jumps off pre-production and production. And all of that still happens within uh, pre-production, production. All those things happen within the confines of our system. Because since your audience is there, you're going to come back as the filmmaker and continue doing updates and post pictures from set locations and uh, interviews with the director, things like that. So you can keep your community engaged at the end of this process. When you're done, you've gone through post-production, everything's finished. Uh, you have the ability to then take that finished product and put it on Filmio now, if you want to stay in the community or if 
you weren't able to land distribution anywhere else. And the beautiful thing about that is the moment you hit the button to go, this is live, we can tell everyone who's ever had any interest in your project that uh, it's it's done, that the filmmaker has done it, the film is ready. In fact, you can watch it. And then you can immediately go and spend a token or two and watch that, which then gives more feedback, more data, and then income to the filmmakers that they can then turn around to use to invest in their next project. So I think that's a pretty, that's it's, it's as succinct as I can get on the, a very no, complicated system. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And man, I've got like so many questions and so little time here. Um, I guess, first of all, so who should get involved? I mean, is it your lay person? I mean, tell me a little bit more about the token sale and, and who's buying, who can, who can buy, who should buy. Sure. Um, we're going to be, uh, we saw the writing on the wall uh, as far as ICOs and things like that go a year and a half, two years ago and began the process of creating a security token and going that way so that we can be uh, in compliance with everything in the U.S. So we're doing a, our uh, token generation event will be for a security token and that will have its own, uh, it's still being decided because it's such a new concept, but more than likely you'll have to meet certain requirements in the U.S. to be able to participate because it is security and all those laws apply. Um, but we're doing a dual token model. So we have a security token that's being sold in our uh, STE, and then we have a utility token that is going to exist inside of our uh, ecosystem that is earned by your activity within the system, and then it allows you to then spend that to do actions or get pro accounts, or uh, especially if you're a filmmaker, you want those fan tokens, as we're calling them, uh, so that you can use them to uh, pay for services within the system. Uh, and fan tokens are what allow you to vote in the showcase. So as a fan or an investor, you want as many of those as possible so that you have as much weight as possible to your vote. Um, what did I see are you guys doing at Sundance this year at the end of January? So we are going to be there uh, as part of a chalet. I think it's the crypto chalet, funny enough. Uh, there's an event there and we are co-sponsoring and we'll just be there talking to filmmakers and trying to, uh, we've just come out of stealth. And so this is our first foray into really talking to the filmmaking community about who we are and what we do and, why we matter and why we're excited to work with them. And so um, the the first shot at that is going to be uh, Sundance and uh, we'll be handing out cards and um, creating, we're hoping to create a group of filmmakers that are going to help us. There will be insiders, if you will, that uh, can, can answer questions and we can really kind of refine our uh, vision and the platform that we're building to a razor's edge by using uh, feedback from them. So that's kind of the, the first foray into that. And then we're doing South by Southwest later in the year as our second big event wow. for filmmakers. Wow. Those are two really big events. That is exciting. Have you ever been to uh, either one? Uh, I have been to South by a number of times. I used to live in Texas, so oh, uh, I used sure. to, okay. to go all the that's time. <laughs> but I, I've never had the, the the privilege of going to Sundance, but I believe this is my year. We, we still haven't decided on all who is going. Um, but uh, I'm really hoping I get picked to go. <laughs> dress warm, dress warm. Uh, that's oh, yeah. Congratulations I'm a, I'm a, on, yeah. on both those events are huge, and that's going to be some great exposure for you. 
Well, in just this last uh, minute or so, how can people get involved? How should they get involved, reach out to you? Um, you know, what's the best way? Sure. Um, if, to begin with, uh, to build on the question you had earlier, everyone should be involved. If you care about seeing stories that matter, producing stories that matter, or uh, financing stories that matter, this is your shot to do that. Hollywood has, for better or worse, kind of gotten into the sequels, remakes, and uh, high-budget superhero movie phase of its existence. And so the smaller stories that matter that really are compelling are getting made less and less. And if you if that bothers you as much as it bothers me, this is the moment you've been waiting for in some sense, because those are the stories we're really targeting, the, the ones that are in smaller budget and uh, really tell stories people are passionate about and they can change the world. So that's everyone, grandmas, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, the whole nine yards. Um, anyone can get into that. So to do that, you just need to go to our website, which is, you know, film.io. And uh, there are a number of places there where you can request access or request info and get signed up for our mailing list. So you know the moment we are ready to, to move on the token sale and the moment we have the ability to bring you into the uh, platform and start creating the content that is going to change, hopefully, people's lives. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. This is an awesome bit of information, and I really do wish you guys some good luck here at Sundance as well as South by Southwest. Uh, keep us posted on what's going on and ways we can all join and help. Uh, thank you again for everything you you know given us today. Again, for our listeners, this was Chris J. Davis, CTO at Filmiel. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for everything and your time. All right. Have a good one. You too. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.